Welcome everyone. In this video, we are going to talk about what are some of the challenges and the downsides to the surplus funds business in today's day and age. You've probably heard about the upsides, right? There's there's good profit potential, low overhead. You can work all 50 states. Uh, you can work from home. You can work this business virtually, whether it's from home or wherever you have an internet connection, you can work this business. You know, those are some of the, the pros, right? Those are the upsides of this business. You're not risking your own money because you're not buying properties or anything like that. But what are some of the cons? So let's talk about that today so that you are fully aware of what this business entails, okay? So number one con or downside is this is a, a difficult service to offer to people. Now, why? Why is that? Because you've if you are aware of surplus funds, it sounds pretty simple, right? You find people that are owed money, you help them get that money back, and you earn a commission. That's a pretty simple, straightforward proposition, right? So why is that a difficult thing to offer to people? The reason is because your number one objection that you have to overcome as a, you know, refund specialist is you have to help your prospect understand that this is real and that it's not too good to be true. And that's a difficult objection to overcome. Okay. Because when you call someone or you send them a letter or you write them an email or send them a text, say, Hey, you're owed money from such and such, you know, property. Well, the first thing they think is, no, nah, there's no way. How can that be? This must be a scam. It must not be real. And they'll ignore you. And that is why that is one of the biggest downsides to this business is helping people overcome that hurdle of realizing that this is real. So that's the first one. Okay. And that's a big one. That is a big one, okay? That's one of your biggest, your the biggest hurdles to overcome, biggest obstacle to overcome is helping people understand that this is real. The second one I would say following that is actually finding the person, okay? Finding them and then letting them know there's money available and then offering your services. So those are two big ones. Helping them overcome the objection that, this is real, this is legitimate. And second, finding the person in the first place. Here's another one. It takes a long time to get paid, okay? Once you file your paperwork, plan on three to four months minimum, okay? If you're hearing people say, oh, I got paid out in four weeks, um, I would question that and I would say, and I would ask, can you show me the paperwork that says that you filed on such and such date and 30 days later, you got a check in hand. That is very uncommon. Can it happen? Yes, but it is extremely uncommon in my experience, okay? Even 60 days is uncommon. So plan on a minimum of three to four months once you get the paperwork filed before you get a check, okay? And it could be longer. And that is a long time to wait for a lot of people, right? Um, and so that's a major downside of this business is you're doing this work, 
but you may not see the fruits of your labors until months down the road. And a lot of people can't deal with that. They can't, they don't have the patience for it um, or their situation. They're just doesn't allow for them to wait that amount of time. Okay. So that's a major downside is the time that it takes to get paid. And because of that, it leads us to a third downside of the business. And that is that the surplus funds business is a difficult business to scale. Very hard business to grow um, to a a big operation. You know, I, I mean like a seven, eight figure revenue operation. Um, well, let me rephrase that. Depending how you do your accounting, right? It actually is not hard to be able to recover seven or eight figures in overages, but it is hard to net seven or eight figures in the business. 100%. I've not netted seven figures in a single year. I have not hit that level. Um, and so this business, if you're looking to become a multimillionaire business owner, very difficult to do with surplus funds. I've not done it. I don't know very many people that have. Um, and even the people that have been in the game for a long time, I would be surprised if they're if they're even netting seven figures after all of their expenses. There's very few companies in this space that have very large teams, okay? Meaning, and when I say large teams, I would say, 10 employees or more, I would consider large, okay? I do not know very many companies. I could probably count on one hand the number of companies that have 10 or more employees and are doing this business as their primary business, okay? It's very, very difficult to scale. And the reason is, is when you have employees and if you've got an office space, you have these recurring monthly expenses, right? You've got to make payroll. You've got to pay your rent for your office. Um, but your income is not regular and you have no control over when the check or when your claim is going to get paid out. And so you've got regular expenses combined with an infrequent amount of income and that it just makes it real hard, just makes it real hard to scale. Okay. I I'll share with you guys a quick story. Um, when I was first doing this full time after I quit my job at the prison, you know, I was, I was hustling. I was doing everything myself pretty much. And one of my clients, her fiance had a, um, had a, had a, a, a staffing business. Okay, so a staffing business is where you you basically match work with temporary workers. Okay, that was his business. So he would he would go out, he'd go with find businesses that needed like temporary laborers, and then he'd find the laborers and match them and get paid for his work. Well, he saw my business and he was like, "Wow, I love that business model. It seems really great. Um, it seems you know like it'd be a really no like a no brainer, very low risk." And he, we went out to lunch and he said, you know, I've got a vacant office and I've got some, obviously some staff members who are looking for work. 
if I provided the office and the members, would you be open to splitting the deals? And I said, 100%, I would love to do that. And so we did that for about, I don't know, six, seven months, uh, maybe a little longer, but this is the lesson that we learned is that he had these regular expenses, right? He had the office, he had the staff members that he was paying for, but the checks would come, We maybe we'd get two a month and then the next month we'd get zero. And then the month after that, maybe we get three. And he just couldn't, he didn't want to deal with that up and down. Okay. And I didn't blame him one bit. So we actually ended up shutting that operation down and, you know, we parted ways and we still were on good terms. And I was able to all the, you know, we shut it down and still several months after checks were coming in from the work that we had completed and I had sent him his 50% or whatever. And, um, but that was a lesson to me. That was a lesson where I was like, wow, this, this is a business that you would not want to scale in a traditional manner with, you know, full-time employees and things like that. At least that's not what I wanted. And that, that experience taught me that. So yeah, because of that, because of those reasons that I've mentioned, this business is hard to grow. Okay. So if you're looking to become a multimillionaire business owner, I, honestly, I wouldn't recommend overages. I wouldn't. If you're someone looking to develop, you know, income part-time and you just want to set your own schedule and be able to work from anywhere, then I think this is a great business. Okay. This is a great business for a small mom and pop shop. Okay. A small family office or whatever. Someone that doesn't want to have 10, 20, 30, 100 employees, but someone that just wants a good business, a small team that can generate a decent chunk of cash flow for them, then that's the business. This is a good business for that type of person. But someone that's looking to grow a huge corporation, probably not, probably not good with overages unless you have very deep pockets or you have very good, you know, funding. So that is the third major downfall, major downside to the surplus funds business is it's if you want to grow it, very hard to do so. And it would be very stressful if you chose to grow this business in the typical manner of hiring employees and all that good stuff. Um, so keep that in mind. So these are three major downfalls to the surplus funds business. I hope this helps you. You know, this might um, might change your mind if you're looking to get into the business. Maybe you don't want to get into it anymore. And that's okay. That's totally fine. Like I said, this business is good for someone who wants flexibility and wants to work on their own terms. I wouldn't recommend it for someone who wants to build a huge enterprise out of it. So just depends on your goals and what you want to do, what type of business you want. Now to wrap this video up or this episode or whatever, let's talk about some ways to lower your risk, to lower some of these downside, to mitigate these. Number one, follow a proven path. Follow somebody who is doing what you want to do or follow somebody that has been successful in the business and learn from them. Um, better to follow a path than to blaze your own, I say, okay? And that will just, that will allow you to avoid a lot of the pitfalls, okay? 
If you learn from someone that's already experienced the pitfalls, then you don't have to go through the pitfalls yourself. It just makes perfect sense. Okay. Second, leverage technology. It is amazing, guys, how far technology has come since even when I started. You know, it's it's easier to find people nowadays. Uh, it's easier to gather the information that you need to be successful in this business. And the technology that is available now on the market to even automate your follow-ups and your, your marketing, you really don't even need many employees to have a good a good system in place. Uh, technology in a lot of ways has eliminated the need for some employees. And that's kind of cool. That is exciting, okay? And then third, build the business around your goals. Figure out what you want and then build the business around that. For example, if you're someone that says, hey, I, I wanna make an extra 5K a month and I only want to put 10 to 20 hours in a week. You could achieve that goal with this business 100%. I've done it. I've seen it done by others. Okay. You could absolutely do that. So you just have to, number one, determine your goal, whatever that is. It could be an income goal. It could be a, you know, an amount of work done per week goal. You decide and then build your business around achieving that one goal, okay? So like for me, when I left the prison, I had a goal to replace my income, at that, you know, which wasn't a lot at the time. I guess that's one benefit of not making a lot of money is when you go out on your own, you have a lot of, ups, a lot of upside and not a lot of downside because you're already at the bottom. <laughs> so, my income, I would I would net about three to four K a month working at the prison. So that was my goal is can I make four thousand dollars a month doing overages? And I, I blew that goal out of the water, you know, my first year, my first full time year in this business. But I I can't say I was putting in 40 hours a week because um, I wasn't. So and I was able to clear six figures after I left the prison. So set your goal, build the business around that. If you want help, you know, learning the process, check out school.overagecourse.com. And that wraps up this video, this episode on what are the downsides of the overages in today's day and age. Let me know if you have questions down below, shoot them in the comments. I appreciate you guys watching and listening. We'll see you in the next one.